The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis, a new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling, with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and it's an honor to be here with you today. This show is designed to support those of you out there doing your deep interpersonal growth work and longing to answer your higher calling. Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling will support you and inspire you with stories of leaders from legend and history who went before you. We'll have lively conversations with current leaders who are doing their inner work, and these conversations will give you insights to help you on your journey. You'll also receive tools and techniques along with homework to make your path easier. And toward the end of the show, I, Maria, will be channeling answers to your questions live on the air. So here's what you'll be receiving each week when you listen to this show. One, you'll be hearing a story. In fact, most shows in the future will start with a, with a story. I'll be sharing stories from a version of the legend of Merlin and King Arthur that few people know because it's inspiring, and I'll talk more about that later. Each show will give you a brain tip of the week, and these are often quick visualizations or exercises that you can do throughout the week to help you rewire the old programming from your past that is holding you back and keeping you from what you want. And these brain tips that I give will help you create new neural pathways in the brain so you can get on with your higher, higher calling. I'll be sharing a, a, a short story about me today, and then I'm going to talk about our theme. And our theme today is, who are the legendary leaders of today? And then I'll be introducing my guest, Warren Bellows, a fascinating friend of mine. And again, in the last half hour, I'll be taking live questions that you can call in, and I will, if you didn't get your questions answered by Theo, those of you who listened to the last show, you can call in, and I'll be happy to answer those questions for you. In terms of my story, many of you may have seen a little bit about me. I won't go into too much depth about that. But just to, to say that in my life, I have done a lot of, uh, let's say, I've created a lot of achievements for myself. I was among the first group of women to be admitted to Princeton University, and I started the first female singing group there, along with the first mixed singing group, the Princeton Cats and Jammers. I graduated with honors and then went on to create different things. I, I created a, a lovely lullaby album and book with my sister Linda. It was published by Alfred Knopf. 
I was a composer for Jim Henson on his Mother Goose stories, and I was also asked by Walt Disney to be an illustrator doing some of their books. I later went on to become a coach, and I was a trainer for the Coaches Training Institute, CTI, for 10 years, where I taught coaches all over the world how to learn the skills of coaching and find fulfillment for themselves and their clients. The story that I want to share with you today is something that happened to me that really started my own, let's say, my own journey as a legendary leader. I would never have called myself that. I, it's still a little difficult today. But I will say that I, there was a period in my life after graduating from Princeton where I was utterly lost. I didn't know what I was doing. I was confused and, and didn't have a grounding of what I wanted to do next. So there, were, there were many years of feeling lost. And I was actually at home one evening and I was reading a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And Dr. Maltz was saying something to the effect that most people believe that life is happening to them and that most of us are like billiard balls banging around hoping that life out there will deliver our dreams to us. And that the best we can do is work hard, pray, and hope that life gives us what we want. He suggested that a more accurate picture of reality is that life is being projected through us and is altered by our beliefs, thoughts, and feelings and if we want to change the world around us, we need to take personal responsibility for our inner world and clean up our inner projectors. And in that moment, reading those words, an icy chill ran down my back and my worldview flipped. I knew in that instant that what I was reading was absolutely true. I sat for several moments in silence, dazed as everything inside of me recalibrated to this realization. And I thought, if this is true... I will spend the rest of my life investigating this, this theory. And right then and there, I committed to learning how to take personal responsibility and clean up my own inner projector, even though I was clueless on how to do it. I had no idea at the time that that commitment would start a new life for me and begin my own hero's journey, a journey of examining my own thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, and continuously choosing to change them piece by piece. For 10 years, I threw myself into self-discovery trainings and meditation. I studied the Course in Miracles, Rebirthing and Reiki, and started to change my inner landscape. I did many different jobs as a copywriter in advertising, as I said, writing music for television, a children's book for Alfred Knopf, Knopf. And my journey at one point even took me to England to pursue my interest in fairies, where I played the harp and read tarot cards for clients. Nothing about my path was linear. It jumped all over the place. And then one day, I heard a tape called Responsibility and Freedom by Lazarus, an entity channeled by Jack Purcell, and the truth startled me. I knew that Lazarus was the study, and the study of metaphysics was exactly the path I was looking for, and spent the next three decades going to all the workshops, listening to the recordings, meditating, and taking more and more personal responsibility for myself. Life miraculously changed around me. And one thing I didn't expect, though, in all of that is that when I took responsibility and changed something inside of myself, I could see that quality more clearly in others. I became extremely psychic. During that time of deep inner work, I was co-writing the music for Jim Henson's Mother Goose Stories in England when a friend who was working on the project with me came over for tea to my cottage in Devon. She said, you get so much information from your spirit guides. Could you ask your spirit guides to talk to my spirit guides and get information from me? about my son and husband. I said that I would try. I went into meditation, made the, requ the request to my spirit guides, and information started pouring in to answer her questions. 
I relayed what they were saying to her, and after the voices stopped, I came out of meditation. Her mouth was open, stunned by my accuracy, and she asked me how I did it. I told her that I just did what she asked me to do. It was years later that I learned that my unusual gift had a name. It was called relay channeling, which is what we'll be doing in the last part of the show. I have the gift of relaying what spirit guides and particularly higher selves are saying to people who have questions of any kind with accuracy. Then one day, as I go back to my story, attending a workshop with Lazarus, I found my higher calling, which is what I hope to help all of you to find. The workshop I was doing was called the Merlin Arthur Legacy. Lazarus was telling us a version of the legend of Merlin and King Arthur that few people know. It's the story of how Merlin taught Arthur the art of chivalry when he was a boy, and how the love between the magician and the boy grew into a profound and pure love that is still inspiring today. The story shows us that as Arthur embodied each of the 12 qualities of chivalry within himself, he transformed himself so significantly that in time he and Merlin, along with the knights and ladies of the round table, were able to create a sustainable new world a bubble, a domain of love and peace called Camelot in a 5th century world of domination and despair. I saw that this Merlin Arthur legacy held solutions to many problems that our world faces today, and I realized that this was my higher calling, to share this legacy with others. So in this radio show and in upcoming shows, I will be sharing ideas and stories from the legend to inspire all of you on your journey. And so with that, that's a little bit about me. I'd like to actually next turn to my guest. We can talk about legendary leaders, and I have comments on that another time. It is an honor for me to introduce my first guest today, Warren Bellows. I've known and worked with Warren for a number of years. He is a wizard of healing and has the reputation of the go-to healer for all of the medical intuitives here in the Bay Area. He has the miraculous ability to turn around any difficult transformation and make personal growth a joy. I chose Warren to be my first guest today as well because of his innovative leadership. He boldly went into three new cutting-edge territories. One, becoming a VP of marketing for the first herbal tea company, Celestial Seasonings. Two, he participated in the groundbreaking experiment in Finhorn, Scotland, that worked with nature spirits and built a spiritual community. And then third, after building a 30-year practice of Taoist five-element acupuncture, Warren innovated a revolutionary modality of healing which combines specific acupuncture points with corresponding Bach flower essences. Today, Warren Bellows continues his private practice in floral acupuncture and also focuses his creativity on being a painter who captures multidimensional images on on canvas. Please welcome my friend, Warren Bellows. Hi, Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how can I talk after that? (laughs) That was really beautiful, Maria, what you said in the beginning. Uh, It was lovely listening to your own inspiration and motivation for doing this. Thank you, Warren. It's so great to have you on the on the show. I I, I sorry I didn't know how to mute. I hope I didn't ruin everything. Oh no, you didn't ruin anything. It's hard to mute me. This is <laughs> this is our first show, and absolutely, we're going to have bumps and bumps all over the place. But yeah. no, it was all fine, all fine. <laughs> we, Legendary we, leaders learn how to surf bumps. Yes, that's that's a good good quality of them. Warren and I were talking just last week about this, and uh, I I thank you, Warren, because you you actually st- you steered me. You were steering me in a in a in a 
uh, let's say a direction I hadn't really been thinking about. Mm. We had a combination. We had a conversation. Excuse me about who the current legendary leaders are, and I loved your thoughts on that. Do you, do you want to talk a bit about that? Well, I'm not sure I remember what I said to you in that particular point, but I, you know, in terms of who legendary leaders are, um, I don't think of them as you know the famous people like Oprah Winfrey and you know Deepak Chopra and all that. I the legendary leaders to me are the hidden ones, the unsung heroes. It's the it's the people out there who are really seeing a way in which they can use their gifts to actually make a shift and change, even if it's minor, and that they're they're facilitating the whole idea of the evolution of our consciousness as a species. They're opening up the channels so that that can happen. And I find that those are the legendary leaders in my mind. And perhaps I hadn't talked to you about this, but you're talking about the 12 qualities of the Knights of the Round Table. Yes. Perhaps... What I'm putting my finger on is that, you know, that there are certain qualities in these peoples, these people who are not known, not really well known, um, that actually inspire other people to come right behind them. And it's, it's like, it's, like a, it's a bigger wave that yes. they produce. Yes. Does that make I- sense? Oh, completely. I mean, there are many, many people in history that when we, when we think of legendary leaders, of course, it's easy to think of all of the, the ones that are famous, the famous ones we all know. But, you know. but however, there were many leaders throughout history whose names were never written down. And never. Yet they still had impact and changed the course of the future. That's right. And they, they were map makers uh, you know, of their time. They heard an inner calling and they followed it. And many of them didn't know what they were doing at the time. They were just showing up and doing what they did. And so I well, would say yeah, that. Well, yeah, and they had the courage. I think the thing is that, the, uh, yes, map makers are a really good one, or a pathfinder is another good uh, title for me. I don't know if there was a knight that was a pathfinder, but mm-hmm. um, th- that's exactly what I'm talking about. These are people who are pathfinders, and they, um, they have the courage to go someplace where it's, no one else has been. That's what a pathfinder does. Yes. You they know, go and so <clears throat> there's a lot of people, to me, not a lot, uh, well, there's a lot of people I know who are whacking the bushes <laughs> trying to find the path. When I was in Findhorn, actually, this is interesting. Uh, well, it's interesting to me. Uh, you can make me shut up if it's not interesting to you. But when I was in Findhorn in Scotland, my first job, I became, uh, from being a VP of marketing and business and stuff like that with Celestial Seasonings, I went to Finhorn, and I became a gardener. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do compost and gardening and all that kind of stuff because I didn't really understand it. But the, my first task was to find the old pathway of a spiral that led to a PowerPoint. And I had to, it, it was overgrown, and there was berries, and there was obstacles. And I remember just hacking away and... And, and feeling in, like, well, where would this line go? Because, as you know, in, in England, the ley lines are really important. So that is, to me, a metaphor of what I think that most of the legendary leaders are. Is they're, they're trying to figure out, feel the pathway, the energy of where evolution is taking us, and then having the courage to let go of whatever is in the way so that they can come up with a new conceptual framework or they can move to a new area, whatever they need to do to make the change. But there's this incredible commitment uh, to change and an incredible commitment, commitment to evolution. 
Absolutely. We, that's beautiful. I love your story of trying to uncover the weeds to find this whole vortex yeah. of energy. What a beautiful story. You it know, was, uh, we, we talked bad. about this uh, last time about a passion for transformation. And that, that is a quality of legendary leaders, too, that they have an inner passion for transformation, their own transformation, and can often yeah. be very quiet about it. Yes. Yeah, well, if you, you can't do the work unless you do your own inner transformation. Otherwise, you're projecting out all kinds of weird things. Um, I don't know. I know you. I'm because I know you. I'm, I mean, we work together and stuff like that at mm-hmm. times doing yes. healing. Is that you know? We, it's, if we don't do our own inner work, then our projector, like you said in the beginning, if our projector is dirty. It's 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 confused. Yes. And then you project out into the world, and the world becomes confused. I mean, you yeah. see it as confused, and to know that what you're looking at is confusion. And say, oh, that's my projector. Then you, well, how do I change that? Yeah, and that's that's a huge question. Changing that inner projector. That certainly was what that book with with Dr. Maltz taught me about that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I, I took it to so such a deep extent, but it did. It changed my life to think, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. what a concept that life is not happening to us, but being projected through us, and we can actually change the inner projector. Right. It was an exciting idea back there in the 70s. And look right. at us today. <laughs> well, I, do, really, I would yes, agree. It was huge. And that, you know, it's sort of that, that, that whole thing is, um, um, okay, just, just, well, I don't know. Should I talk about myself in terms oh, of... Oh, please, I was just going to ask you about that. What would you like to talk about? Well, no, I'll just say so in terms many... of that, because uh, that's a very interesting concept to me. Uh, one of the things that I learned when I was in Slush, I mean, in Fendhorn, uh, was the Bach flower remedies, the flower essences. And people know, a lot of people know, like rescue remedy and stuff like that. Anyway, I studied that and was, um, one of the things that I learned is that flower essences, which we don't have to go into, this is not a marketing moment, but the flower essences hold truth. You know, when you take the, the vibration of a flower and you capture it in water, in that water is this vibration of truth. And that when you take it is what the truth goes in and it looks for the, vi- the virus, the bad belief, the wrong belief, the thing that's sticking you up, that's got you stuck, that's got you confused. And what that flower essence does, it goes in and it changes the belief. And powerful, wonderful thing. I also studied acupuncture like you said, for 30 years. And, um, and we have these acupuncture points. And the, ac- the acupuncture I know and I, 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 I do is a Taoist-based one, which is basically the Taoist Dao- people were interested in evolution. And so they wanted to make sure that we could evolve and change and to be the highest possible as a species, that each of us was engaged in transforming ourselves so that we were embodying the, 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 the template of our flowering as a species. species. So here, <clears throat> that's a bunch of information that I had. And then I had this, the flower essence, and I worked with this woman who was a flower essence person. And it was like, what is the acupuncture point that relates to which flower essence. What a concept. And what happened is we did this research and never been thought about before. And we found the vibration of the flower essence and had to match it with the vibration of acupuncture points that we're concerned about evolution and change. So 
one of the things that uh, I wrote this book, and I didn't want to become, I call it floral acupuncture, and I didn't want to become floral acupuncture, you know, what, what I'm Mr. Floral Acupuncture, and I'm going to give workshops and all that kind of stuff. I tried to write the book so that each person who, was, who could read it could actually treat themselves. I didn't yes. have to be there diagnosing and all that kind of stuff. And this is a really good resource for people who are, want to take responsibility for who they are and how, how their projector is going and how to actually delete the viruses in their system so that you know, truth is is vibrating within the, the interstices of the you know of their whole body. How's that? Oh, it, absolutely beautiful, and I can attest to that. With working with Warren, having your book, Warren, with the my fluorescences at home, the the Bach flower remedies, mm-hmm. I know exactly. I can turn to a page. I have this feeling. Usually, a lot of them are treating the emotions, yes. you know, where you can be feeling grief, or you can be feeling scared, or pity, or whatever it might be. And there are acupuncture points that do correspond with these wonderful Bach remedies. And what Warren did and his partner, they finding these parts, what you could basically can do is just rub the, the floral essence on that acupuncture point and the, your emotion shifts immediately. It is such a great tool for all of you on your personal journey. I couldn't yeah. speak more highly of it. Yeah. And you, We do want you to go and get that book. It's called Floral Acupuncture, F-L-O-R-A-L, A-C-U-P. U-N-C-T-U-R-E, and they sell that on Amazon.com or on Bellows. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a fabulous tool. <laughs> well, we need tools, and we need each other, and we need um, not only tools, but we also need in, uh, inspiration. Yeah. From my point of view is um, some of my legendary leaders are, you know, it's like my friend Charles, Dr. Charles Steinberg, who is now, you know, in the Ebola unit in uh, Africa. And he's totally, you know, as a doctor, donating his time, Doctors Without Borders, to actually deal with something that's really a scary potential epidemic. And, you know, he, he leaves his family to do this. And even knowing the danger that's going in there, you know, wow. you, you wow. meet people like that who have the courage of being themselves and knowing what they came here to do. And then they do it. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that you had that friend. That's fantastic. You know, another thing when I'm looking at your your work here, you did a solo journey of sailing the Pacific Ocean. And you said you did it to learn how to be content with yourself. (laughs) Tell us a bit about that journey, Warren. (laughs) Uh, Well, the boat I was on uh, was a 28 a uh, 28-foot wooden boat. It's a hair shop design, catch rig, whatever, if those who want to know anything about sailing. Um, <clears throat> the name of the boat was the Mockingbird. Hmm. And um, I was invited on the boat by the guy who was a captain, and I had taught him how to sail, and he was you know, going to do this. And I was going to help him out. And <clears throat> And I ended up part of it being solo because he left to do some stuff in the United States and so. But the thing is that well, it was called the Mockingbird and I said, you know, isn't that interesting? The Mockingbird 
doesn't have its own song. The mockingbird only has the mimics the songs of other birds. And I said to myself, this is going to be a journey. And in this journey, I will not be able to leave this boat until I have found my own song. Wow. And so being alone on the ocean is quite an extraordinary visual. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible experience. And especially when you're out of sight of land and you have no reference points. You know, if you didn't know where the North Star was, then you wouldn't know where you're headed. Yes, but no reference is, points. But you just got the whole universe there and you. And you become, on one hand, totally insignificant. On the other hand, you become the whole universe. Wow. And so there was a part of what my journey was, was to really make sure I was authentic. And I, I really explored deep inside myself, like, what belief is this? Is this my parents? Is this my, is this my aunts? Is this my best friend? Is this the church? And I started tearing apart, you know, those parts of me that were no longer who I thought I was or who I was imagining myself to be. And it was a commitment to, to really on that boat, it was a commitment to really live my, my true life. The, and I'm not being really clear here. There was another part, is that on that boat, I found the Urantia book, which is a really interesting book, if anyone wants to know about that, U-R-A-N-T-I-A. And it, like uh, for you, uh, Maria, is that this book changed my life. And it answered all the questions I had, all of my metaphysical questions, and then answered more than I had even imagined I had in my mind. And in reading that book, the, uh, the result of that was I made a supreme dedication to God, to mm. I would, my spirit inside, the still small voice, whatever you want to call that. I made a supreme commitment. I said, I will follow you anywhere. You know, I will do whatever you want me to do. And, of course, I was thinking, I was at that time in, in southern Mexico, and I was thinking, oh, you know, what God is going to do. He said, go down now. What you need to do now is go across to China. <laughs> yes. yes. And it wasn't that. Yeah. The next night I got into a deep fever and was in a fever for five days. And in the middle of the fever, there was this clear moment. And the, the, I, I had this voice that I talk to often and this but this voice came in and said your journey's over you can now get off the boat and you're going to go back to Colorado <laughs> which was the <laughs> well, last was clear. place the last place I wanted to go the uh. absolute last place and so I do you want to hear the end of the story yes, or is that yes, my please okay yes so <clears throat> I had no money I've been sailing for a year. I was in Zihuatanejo, which is in southern Mexico. It's called the mother's womb. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, I was yes. in the mother's womb. And um, the, uh, my uh, captain, the guy who owned the boat, had returned. And then I told him, I said, you know, I just got told that I have to leave. He said, but you don't have any money. And I said, well, I'll find it. And he, I said, somehow, I, you know, I got to go. God told me to go. And so... 
he, my, the captain went across and went to, to the shore and he ended up talking to this person and the person said, well, there's a little, there's a little airport here. Give him $25, he can get to Mexico City. And here it is. So I got the $25. I never met that person. Went on the, on the plane and in the plane I met two people, uh, husband and wife from Canada, who said, Why, what, what, are you, what have you been doing? And where are you going? And I told them that I'd been in sailing and that, they, and that I was going back to Colorado. And they said, why? And I said, well, you know, I would have shot myself if I'd said this a year ago, but because God told me. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, we're paying for this. Wow. And they marched me when I got, when we landed in Mexico City. They marched me to the counter and they paid for my ticket. I got their address so I could pay them back. Not that they wanted it. And, you know, within 24 hours of making my decision, I was in Colorado. And that's where I got hooked up with Celestial Seasonings. And so the thing is that what, I, what, what, what am I trying to say here in this story is there's, it's not just live your passion, but you have to live with that still, small voice. Mm-hmm. You have to live with that voice that's in there saying, yes, this is the place to go now, or I'm going to take you to this place. I'm gonna, this is going to look confusing to you, but this is it. And you've got to know when it's that voice. And you yes. have to just stand up and say, yes, sir, and move on. Well, I'm hearing you talking about many things. These qualities of being lost, really being one with the universe when you're out there in that boat. Mm-hmm. And hearing that voice and, and finding that commitment, that's mm-hmm. such a piece of the, the journey. It feels like that's what, when it happened for me, it was just like, okay, that's it. I'm going to spend my life, life to see if this is true that I create my own reality. And, right. and yep. following that right. calling. And it does lead you to all kinds of different places, but um, <laughs> it's a quiet voice. It, it can take you to places that are just flat out weird. And um, even with all the brain chatter and all that negative saying, the words that we can say to ourselves, negative chatter and talk, it, it, it will be drowned at, out at times, but that quiet voice still returns and says, this is the path. It's, it really is a compass. Yeah, well, you know, it, well, I, 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 that's, if, if I didn't have that, I don't know what I would do in my life. Yeah. I think I'd be desperate in trying to understand meaning. Um, but having that voice and listening to and everyone has it. It's like it's not, it's not just for the few. We all have that voice, and that's what's so exciting. And, you know, most of my work in working with other people in my healing work is helping them find that voice, you know, and, and listening to it and just doing it. But the thing that's really fun about it and Maria, this is what I love about you, is that you get this weird journey. <laughs> and, you know, and it doesn't do. have, I mean, it's not a good CV. Yeah, it, you know, it, it doesn't make sense in a certain way. But as you get older, I'm 67 now, so I, have, I can start having a real, rear view mirror of myself, is as you get older, all of a sudden it all starts making sense in the most fantastic way. That is so true. Way. I was just feeling that way recently, Warren, in fact, this week, because my path taking me into, you know, let's say music, writing music, and mm-hmm. also illustrating, and writing, and mm-hmm. coaching, and becoming a medical intuitive, and being a channel, I thought, what? I, who am I? What's the one thing I'm here to do? Mm-hmm. But I could see it really was all along a tapestry, and each thread I was right. weaving, I couldn't tell what it was, and right. why this color, why this you know, pea green, and now why this sparkly right. thing, and, right. and I, it feels this week, I just stepped back and went, oh, that's what I was creating. 
That's right. Oh, wow. That's right. I'm, and I'm so blessed to get to do this work. It's a thrill. I think that's part of finding the higher calling. You feel blessed, you feel aligned, and all of a sudden, all of this energy flows into a jet stream when you know you're right on track. And all, the, and the jet stream is fueled by all these the lime green and the red, you know, and the black thread <laughs> that you were weaving that you had no idea you were doing. That's right. No and, idea. you know, when the weaving starts coming close, uh, I mean, when it starts, you know, forming, um, yeah. all of a sudden there's this incredible connection. I guess it's like on the sailboat laying on the deck and looking at the sky. There's this incredible connection to, yeah. oh my God, I'm part of a, even a bigger weave than myself. I am part of an even bigger tapestry. I have my own thread. I'm a color. You're a color. I have multicolors within my color, and you have multicolors within your color. But we're just threads, and we're meeting all these other people who are threads, and we're making this incredible weaving. Yes. And And I, I love what you also said too earlier, which is that, you know, it really is for each of us just to weave our one thread in. We don't see the bigger mm-hmm. picture. And we don't have to be mm-hmm. Ulysses here or mm-hmm. some epic whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just have to love what we do, follow that thread because it causes, because it inspires us. It's what we love to do. And trust that thread is the thread that is needed for the big picture for all of us. Well, yes. It's been wonderful to talk with you, Warren. I will have to go to do some of the channeling here, but I want to say to all of you out there, we didn't even touch in, on this, and Warren, I do hope you'll come back and be a guest again. We didn't even touch about on the topic of Warren's spectacular paintings. He is a, an artist doing something I haven't seen any other painter do, which is to actually paint multidimensional realities on canvas. <laughs> and he succeeds. <laughs> There's no question. I saw it. Well, when I saw your artwork, I said, that's what you're doing. You're doing multidimensional work here. So yeah. give that website where they can go to see your paintings, Warren. Uh, it's www.wbellows.com. Uh, it's very simple, wbellows.com. And yes, and, and you know, it's a perfect segue, and, and I can't wait for you listeners to listen to your channeling. Uh, but in the paintings, I always start out with a weave. Oh. I always start out with the threads uh, to create the dimension. So that's something we can talk about at some point. That's very interesting to me. Let's do it. I just love talking with you. Thank you so much for thank being you, on the show and today. Good luck with your show. Thank you. Love to you, Warren. Love to you, dear. Bye. And thank you. And thanks for all who are tuning in. And coming up next, I'm going to ask all of you, what is your burning question that you would like your higher self to answer directly to you? I'll be taking calls and channeling answers for you. It'll be a short, short session this time, but we'll be doing that live after this musical interlude. Please call one 472 5795 if you have a question. Thank you.
You are listening to Legendary Leaders with Maria Danley. To receive the answer to your most burning question, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Now, let's return to Legendary Leaders. Welcome back. And in this segment segment of the show, I will be taking calls from listeners who have a burning question so that, that they would like to have answered by their higher self on the air. This will just be a taste of what we'll be doing in the future. And because it is such a short segment, I, I have good news for all of you that, that won't be having your questions answered this time, that for those of you that would like to um, actually have your questions answered on the call... I'm going to be giving an extra full hour of free channeling to listeners who want to have their questions answered in a more private group setting and not live on the air. And it will be a free telechanneling call each Tuesday afternoon, starting exactly 10 minutes after each week's radio show ends. This offer will begin next week after the December 16th radio show, beginning at 5, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and will continue each week after every radio show. And to sign up for that free telechanneling call where you can get your questions answered from your higher selves, please go to legendaryleaders.com to sign up and hold your spot for the call. That's legendaryleaders.com. Sign up today. Thank you. So right now, for all of you who are here and do want some channeling right now, I'm going to ask that that each of you, when you come on the call, will say your first name and the town that you are calling from, and that will give me a way to tap into your energy field. And by calling in uh, to the show, you will be giving me permission to look into your energy field. I always do ask permission, but by your calling in, I'm going to assume I have that permission. If you don't want that, please don't call into the show at this time. So... Please call in if you are looking to take more responsibility for your present circumstance and you want help. I can help you. I'm going to start by calling in a sacred space, which I always do when I do a channeling. And it sounds like this. For those of you just listening, you can be quiet, close your eyes. I call Raphael with the sylphs of the air before me. I call Gabriel with the undines of water behind me. I call Mikael with the salamanders of fire to the right and Uriel with the gnomes of the earth to open a sacred space here today for all of my listeners and me. We call all of our future selves, our truer, transcendent, sacred selves, integrated and exalted futures, those futures that would be pertinent to the listeners who have their questions answered here today. Behind us, I call the wisdom and with the wisdom and protection of our ancestors. I call our ancestors of Sirius, Lemuria, Atlantis, the fairy realm, and realms of other to be here, as well as ancestors of the listeners who call in. We call down the forces of the universe above us. We call up the spirits of nature beneath us. We call the energies within, asking our higher selves to be here, our souls and spirits, unseen friends, guides, and counselors. Thank you so much. And with harm to none. Now, we do have a caller calling in. And because I know her, I will let her, ask her to come on. But I will say this, I need a moment to go into meditation. So if you'd like to cue a little music for that, that would be great. And then I'll be back. Thank you.
days of darkness The cold and lonely separate days The goddess sees our separate ways And she weeps for our sorrow and pain It was never meant to be this painful You were never meant to be alone And she weeps for our sorrow and Okay, thank you. Oh, we have Juliet here from Delaware. Hi. Hi, Mimi. Hi, <laughs> Maria. Oh, Maria. I, I was listening to your show, and I was so intrigued with Warren Bellows, but I, I'm, mostly I was listening to what you were saying as well about trying to tune into our higher self. And so I really have a very basic I hope very simple question. My question is how, if you could give us advice about how we do that, how do we tune into our spirit guides or how do we tune into our higher self? Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you for that, Juliet. And absolutely. Well, it starts with starting uh, with developing a practice of meditation, at least uh, a practice where you get very quiet and you take some time to turn off the phone, the computer, and give yourself some stillness, some place where you won't be disturbed. And it starts by actually just asking. We like to suggest to people that that you create a sacred space where you... <clears throat> You actually count yourself down, you feel your body relax, and you imagine yourself somewhere in nature, uh, a beautiful place in nature. You open your senses to the sights, the sounds, the colors, etc. And you let yourself drink in this atmosphere of beauty around you. <clears throat> and then I suggest that you call in your higher self. Ask them, I don't, I may not know you, I don't know you, but I ask my higher self to be with me. And in the beginning, it may feel different, it may not, but you will feel a presence change, a change of presence. They may come as an energy, a feeling. You may feel that all of a sudden I'm not lonely, something is here with me. That's enough to get going, Juliet. And also, you may, they may come in where you actually sense and see them. They, they are not human, but they will take on that form of a male or a female. And sometimes it's hard to look right at their eyes, but you can begin by looking at their feet and moving up the body and seeing the eyes. They love you. Your higher self is looking. Oh, oh, looking oh this is me. very helpful. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try that. Okay. 
And um, oh. yeah, yes, there will be other things in the future where I will be giving um, tapes and free ways to, to meet the higher self. And I'll certainly make sure you get one, Julie. Okay. And thank you for calling in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> can I can I add a question? I, um, I think you gave me really, really good advice about tuning into our higher self. And I guess kind of as a follow-up, how do we how do we figure out what our purpose is? You know, I know you were saying that you had so many different paths and then maybe they all came together quite recently. And if we're not sure that we're on the right path, um, boy, how do we, <laughs> how do we figure that out? <laughs> That's a good question. And one way to start finding that higher purpose is, is to do, do what you love. So many times we are focused in our daily, very busy daily lives by doing things we're being told to do, doing things we feel we have to do. For a lot of us, it's a feeling like I can't do something else. I must make money. But the higher calling usually has something to do with a passion, a desire that you have, something that really is fun, that you can lose yourself in, you can lose time in. And it's, it's often a combination where you, you feel both the desire to do something because it's fun, because it's absolutely a passion of yours, but it's also a combination usually linked to something where you see a, a need in the world that you could serve. Now, it doesn't have to be lofty, a lofty service like, um, you know, feeding the, the people who are starving in Africa, but it can be something where I see that my neighbors, the kids aren't having some somebody to look after them after school. I'd love to create a group for them. Or it may be something simple as, you know, I, I know that, that this person is in need. And in fact, when this, com- this idea comes on the news or, the, or something, um, I see this article over here. It, it always stirs something in me where I feel I'd like to do something about that. And so when I'm working in, in coaching, I'm always asking, I'll give, give you some homework here, that you make a list of at least 10 things that you just love to do when nobody's looking. <laughs> it can be eating chocolate, watching movies, anything. But make that list long. And then make a list of places where you see need in the world. That, you, you, it, that it really upsets you when you see it in the news. It can make you very angry. Or it can make you cry. It can touch your heart. And you, you'll find that somewhere between those two, a passion, these passions that you love and your desire to serve in the world, that in there you'll, be, you'll find a path, a beginning at least, of serving, um, finding that higher calling. And it's okay if you don't know. It's completely fine not to know, to be lost for a while. But to pick up this thread as we talked about earlier and another thread over here, and you'll get on the path. And always, it's the easiest thing to forget is to ask for help. I ask my higher self, I ask God, I ask spirit, whatever you call it, please show me my way to find my higher self, or to find my higher purpose, I should say. Yes, ask your higher self. Okay, Juliet? Oh, yes. Uh, the, all, this, this is very, very helpful, and I'll, I'll definitely try to do that. <laughs> okay. So, well, it, yeah, thank, thank, thanks so thank much, you. Julie, for calling. I'll talk with you next time. Bye-bye. And hello, we have, but Jenny from San Diego, thank you very much. Jenny, um, what's your question today? Yes, hi. I was uh, listening to your show, actually, for the first time, and I have a question. Uh, I'm wondering about this relationship that I've been in for seven years now, and it's not been good, and I'm kind of out, out on my way out from it, and 
I just want to know, is that the way to go, or is there still more to work on in that relationship, or is it my time to, to end it now? Well, of course, we don't know who your partner is, but what we can say is that when you talk about this, when we look in your energy field, there is a lot of anxiety and angst. It looks like there's friction in the relationship and irritation. Is this accurate? Yes, it's been very, very rocky and very passionate, but also very uh, um, bad. So... They're telling us that the passion part of it, Jenny, is some, we would say, some stuff that you had had with your parents that some, uh, let's just say, some some issues that you have in your personal growth that are still not resolved. And so some of this passion is that this person you're with, he represents some of the issues that you were working on growing up with your mom and dad. And does that make any sense to you? Yes, it does. It's kind of like yeah, saying, I, I don't want to say you, you, you're in a relationship with your mother or your father, but you're in relationship with issues that you haven't resolved. And that's what creates a lot of that passion. And at the same time, this person isn't nurturing you. And at the same time, you don't feel that you are nurturing you in this relationship. We would suggest that your thoughts of moving out of the relationship are correct. So you're saying that move out of it is, is the best thing to do? I, I, I don't give advice like that to say do it, but we're saying that energetically this is not healthy for you. We would say that it, it, you, we would suggest get a, a journal and start writing about those issues that where he reminds you of your mother and father and, and, and deal with some of that anger, that, that stuff where you are, we want to say angry and frustrated with your parents. Deal with it there and then in a sense let yourself be free to have a relationship that is more nurturing, Okay. Right, so it's in my childhood is what you're saying, and I'm, I'm like working through it now, and it's better to work through it uh, uh, where it's actually at, which is with my parents. Yes, and you can, of course, always work with that through a relationship like that, but we sense that it's just creating too much pain and friction for you, okay? Yeah, it is. It is. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome, Jenny. Thank you. And we realize there's only there are only a few more minutes until the close of the show, and um, we're, we only had two callers today. And again, we want to say to those of you who are interested in, in coming to a more private telechanneling call, there that will start next week um, um, after the show on December the, the 16th radio show, beginning at 5, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we'll continue each week after with um, after each radio show and again to sign up for that free telechanneling call where you can get your questions answered from your higher selves please go to legendaryleaders.com to sign up and hold your spot for the call legendaryleaders.com I want to thank all of you today and uh, this was uh, my first show <laughs> absolutely I'll be learning a lot doing this and we will be talking next week more about what these qualities of legendary leaders are so that you can see yourselves and who the legendary leaders are. We will have our guest next week is going to be a, a lovely guy who, who works with crystals in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, it's going to be an interesting show. And so that we'd like to thank you for listening to legendary leaders, answering the higher calling. It's an honor to support all of you. You are the unsung he- heroes of the future. You're on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you were destined to be. And I realize I still have more time. (laughs) So what I will say, if you have any interest in learning more about the work I do or learning more about me, you can always go to my website, mariadanley.com, M-A-R-I-A-D-A-N-L-Y.com. And there you can read more about what I do and see what's there. 
So as I say next week, we will be having a different guest. His name is Charles McAlpine. He has a, a crystal store in Phoenix, Arizona, and he is a legendary leader, leader in his own right who used to be in corporate America and moved more into his spiritual path of finding his own calling as well. So again, we thank you for coming on the show today. It was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed being with all of you. And to you, Linda, uh, who is in Fort Myers, Florida, we're sorry we missed you this time. Let's, let's catch up with you next time. We'd be happy to channel for you. Okay. And with that, we thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.